Latoya. Ha, ha, what's her name? It's Latoya. Ha, 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 ha. All right, I've had it. I don't want to do it no more. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings, and we're on a quest, y'all. We're on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am finally back. Your girl is back. Um, I took a much-needed break. I was very overwhelmed, as you guys, a lot of you guys know, that um, I do all the production and everything for The Analog Girl. So it was just a little bit overwhelming with what I had going on in my life, which I will explain to you later on in the show. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in to the new listeners. Um, there's a lot of you guys out there. You guys been sending words of encouragement and been waiting on the next episode. Well, here it is, y'all. Um, and I hope you've gotten caught up and listened to the other episodes that are um, back there. If you haven't, when you're done with this episode and only when you're done, I invite you to go and take some listens and take a peek at all the other episodes that I have. Um, we've discussed a lot of different things um, that have to do with mental health and how to cope with them. Um, and there's a lot of tools that I've, I've given thus far on how to cope with um, various mental health illnesses like PTSD, OCD, um, anxiety, depression, loneliness, those type of things. So please, when you're done with this, go back, listen. Now, to all the uh, analog daddies and all my analog sisters out there, y'all still sticking with me. Y'all been sending me words of encouragement, rating and subscribing, and and just uh, y'all been y'all been holding me down, sending me DMs. I love it. Thank you so much, guys, for all the words of encouragement and sticking it out with your girl. It's been. Um, one hell of a fucking ride, yo, since March 1st of 2018 with all the um, anxiety that I've experienced in my life. Uh, and you guys have been sticking it out with me. Thank you so much. Uh, to everyone, please, please, please don't forget to check out my website, theanaloggirl.com. You can there, once you're going, once you get there, I feel like I'm rambling, I'm talking real fast. Let's slow down. Whoo! You know, sometimes you got to breathe. Once you're at my website, which is theanaloggirl.com, um, you can sign up for the email list, uh, email list there. Take a little browse. The blog is there. I have a couple of things on the blog. Um, but the most important thing is to sign up for the email list so I can always keep you in and know about new things that I will have coming out in the very near future. Um, there will be merch being sold soon, some t-shirts coming out soon. So I want you guys to be the first to know once those things are available. Um, and that's theanaloggirl.com. Um, if you want to reach out to me and you have questions or um, just any kind of words of encouragement, or you have a show idea and you'd like to hear more about it, um, you can email me at info, I-N-F-O at analoggirlpodcast.com. When you guys are done, this is the last ask, okay, before we get into this show, I promise you. Uh, since I've taken a break uh, and I've been on hiatus, you know, with digital, with the digital world, even though we're getting our AKA, our, our, our analog AKA balance um, in the digital world, though, you know, when you fall off the face of the earth for even 24 hours, uh, it takes you uh, maybe three days to regroup from that. So I've been gone for about three weeks. So if y'all could all help me uh, when you listen to this episode, can you share it with a friend? 
do y'all mind? Because this this episode is about friendship, um, and and it's about supporting your friends and holding your friends down. So if you want to, you know, hold your new friend, the analog girl, down too as well, I'd really appreciate it if. When you're listening to this, you share this, you post it, um, you email it, you download it. Um, if you haven't rated or subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or SoundCloud, follow me there, subscribe there, comment there, um, leave uh, whatever you want to chit chat about. As long as it's nice, though, be nice, please. <laughs> um But if y'all can please share this episode and let's get the word out there that I am back out in the streets and um, I ain't going nowhere and the content is still going to keep coming. Okay. And we still going to be out here slaying this anxiety, slaying this depression, slaying all this little, all these little things under the mental health umbrella. We're going to be out here slaying it. All right. So let's just get into the check-in. First off, I hope your anxiety levels are low to non-existent. If they aren't, let's do a quick breathing exercise right now. In through the nose. Breathing in all that white light, pure air. Hold it. And then breathe out through the mouth. Letting go of all that stress and anxiety. All that pain, any kind of weird feelings you got in your body, push all of that out while you're pushing the air out. Breathe one more time in through the nose. Hold it. Breathe out through the mouth. Letting go of all all that negativity. One more time, y'all, because this is feeling really good to me, and I need one more in through the nose. Hold it. And then out through the mouth. I hope that is calming you down because it definitely calms me down. Um, It's also, I always say, it also sounds very cliche when people say do deep breathing. But let me tell you something. That deep breathing is better than any tea, any medicine, um, any kind of lavender. I don't know how, I mean, there's some kind of deep Um, analogy or deep story behind the breath and the body and how God created us. I don't know how, I I mean, I don't know the whole story and I ain't finna tell y'all, you know, had me out here getting into lying and steering y'all wrong, but there gotta be some deep connection between the body and the breath uh, because the way the breath calms you down um, like no other is, it's it's very, it's amazing to me. So guys, um, no matter um, what people tell you or what, what you're, what you're trying to tell yourself sometimes, with um, anxiety, you know, we be telling ourselves all sorts of things. Um, deep breathing is definitely a way to calm yourself down, and it always works. So, always remember to inhale through the nose um, and exhale out through the mouth. There's also something called right left alternate side breathing. I do it all the time. It uh, that thing really, really does work. I did an episode about about that weeks ago. It's in the catalog somewhere, so you guys can go back and um, listen to that and listen to the instructions on how to do right, left, um, alternate nostril breathing. Um, or you can Google it. You ain't got to listen to me. You can go and Google it. It really is uh, very helpful. I use that right, left, um, alternate side breathing when I'm getting ready to go into doing TM 
meditation, transcendental meditation. Um, so, uh, it really does work. So my anxiety check-in is part of that TM, um, um, meditation that I've learned. I had the opportunity to meet a great woman. I think her name is Rachel Katz. Um, another woman's name is Sarah, um, at the Transcendental Meditation Center or the David Lynch, um, foundation down on 45th street here in NYC or New York city. Um, and, um, I learned how to do transcendental meditation. I did the four week course, um, and um, they were really great. Um, and I am very, very spiritual. I grew up in a church, so my first thought was, "Listen, if it ain't got nothing to do with Jesus, I ain't got time for it." But this is not. Um, this has nothing to do with religion. This is all about clearing your mind um, and finding inner peace. Or, you know, assisting you with finding inner peace while you are on a religious journey. You can, I mean, I feel like you can incorporate it in anything or whatever your uh, your life's journey is. You can incorporate transcendental meditation with it. And it is, uh, um, it's, uh, I don't know, there's a word, but anyway, but um, it's something that you can incorporate in your everyday life, no matter what you're doing. So that is what I learned about um Three weeks ago, I've, I've, I'm trying to be consistent. I'm not always consistent with it because you're supposed to do it twice a day um, and um, 20 minutes a day. And it doesn't take no time. It's just for some reason, um, you know, it's just so hard to be consistent sometimes. But when I do do this meditation, y'all, yo, uh, when I come out of the meditation, it's like I've had a full day's rest. And I am not lying. I am not trying to, I'm not trying to hold y'all up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even trying to hold y'all up. But when I do do this meditation, um, I, I come out of it and I'm feeling much more focused. I feel a little, I'm, I definitely feel relaxed. Um, and it takes time because, you know, I, when I first, when I begun, when I was like first beginning learning about the meditation and doing the medication meditation at the same time, my thoughts were racing still through it. And it, this meditation helps you to deal with that. So that's been, um, why this has been wonderful for me. So, um, because it's taught me how to, um, deal with all of these, um, intrusive thoughts and, um, and, 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 and hearing, you know, cause sometimes I'll be telling myself or anything like, Oh God, girl, you're going to die today. Or all this, all this kind of other shit that be going through my mind. And it has helped me to like, accept those thoughts, push those thoughts, not even push those thoughts aside as they come, accept the thoughts and then go on to the next thought. It's just, it's just a really great meditation process. It's effortless. You, you don't got to work. You don't got to focus. You don't got to do nothing. So um, if you guys want to check that out, it is called Transcendental Meditation. Um, there's a David Lynch Foundation here in New York that I went to. I don't know about other states, but I will leave um, a link for the website because I believe they have other locations, other places, and it'll tell you on the website. So, yeah, that is um, something that I learned recently and I am it's going to stick with me for as for the rest of my life I don't think that I'll, I think I will always do it um so also you know I have told you guys I am definitely I am I've been on a job search um 
I most I most recently got on a, a more aggressive job search. I had been chilling out um, for a couple of months, picking up gigs here and there. Um, but now I'm like getting serious about getting back into the workforce, um, and, you know, reintegrating myself and reintegrating my mental health health, headspace because, you know, the last job I had was a little much, you know what I'm saying? It was a little much. It was the whole, I, I was the only, I feel like I was, yeah, I was the only black girl there. Um, and it, uh, on top of that, I went through the whole mental breakdown, um, which, uh, and I wasn't supported in that situation. So now I know how to handle myself. I know what's going on with me. If something, God forbid, should happen again like that, I know how to cope and I know how to bring myself out of that and to heal. So, um, I feel like it was a learning experience for me. Um, so now I am, uh, back in the job search field. interviewing like crazy y'all going to interviews is stressing me to fuck out I hate it like I hate it because I you know the moment especially somebody who has anxiety is like the moment you trip up on the word is like a downward fucking spiral so that's been happening to me in some of these interviews you know and um I find that there's some interviews I go to, right? Cause I don't, I just be gone just to be gone. Cause I don't, you know, I don't want to burn bridges with the recruiters and blah, blah, blah. So I'll go to them and, and not really care. Those interviews, I'll be laid back, relaxed. Like, I don't give a fuck what I'm going to say. Those interviews, I'd be so fine. And then the people be liking me. And then the ones that I really want, I'm so tense. I'm like, oh God, I hope they like me. Or, oh God, why does her face look like that? She's just looking at me like I must have said something stupid. It's just, oh, y'all, it's just so much. It's just so much. And, um, you know, I'm finding when you have anxiety and you're interviewing for new jobs, um, you definitely got to do some sort of like meditation prior to. Um, and also I be, I walk with my lavender. So I take a couple of whiffs of lavender to calm me down, or I'll drink like a de-stressor tea or or a lavender tea or something like that to calm me down before the interview to kind of relax me so that I can, you know, gather my words. And what I'm also finding is, is take pauses and take your time to answer questions, especially us folks who struggle with nerves and anxiousness don't feel pressured to um, answer right away. That's what I'm learning. So, um, and, and it, cause it makes you look more put together, I believe <laughs> um, than you know, jumping right in and like thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the answer. I got the answer. So like, it's like, you know, take pauses. Sometimes you can either repeat the question or, you know, just have, it ain't nothing wrong with a little pause, a little awkward silence. They'll get over it as long as you, uh, you know, you have an answer for their question. So uh, that's been what I've been doing. I've been interviewing like crazy, been on, been, being on the chopping block, um, you know, watching folks. I even was interviewing with somebody that I used to work with and lost the job to her because I saw them post a beautiful picture of her that she got the job. So I was like, okay, so that's not for me. Um, so, you know, that has been the struggle. Uh, the struggle with my anxiety these past couple of weeks is 
trying to uh, stay out of my head and stay calm at the same time um, and still trusting the process and trusting that God is not going to fail me. God is not going to play me. And um, I I will come out of this unscathed. Um, so it's been very rough, especially when, you know, dollars is dwindling, y'all. Like, um, the savings is doing the ling. So, and it's just nerve wracking to watch and see. So I don't even be looking at my, my bank account no more. <laughs> like I can't even look at it cause it's driving me crazy. And if you got to do that, sometimes you just, you know, don't do it all the time. Cause you got to see what's going on in there, but if you know, don't constantly keep watching or whatever, it's just going to make it, make you feel worse. Um, so, you know, that's really what's, been going on with me in my anxiety world, y'all. Um, the depersonalization that I was experiencing, guys, I am happy to report it is almost non-existent. Like I still have the thoughts sometimes of um, non-reality or unreality, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, but it doesn't frighten me anymore. And I don't, let it, I don't let it linger. I don't let the thoughts linger. I go to something else. So I'm finding that, yeah, your body ultimately, your body just kind of starts to forget about those thoughts and those feelings and those sensations. Um, and it kind of, and it just goes away. And if it does come up for me, sometimes when I'm feeling like, whoa, this is feeling like I'm getting ready to go back into an episode or something. I, I just know exactly what it is and I don't panic and it just like goes away instantaneously almost, you know, I go, I just go and distract myself and do something else or think about something else or watch a television show. But I'm not feeling um, the effects of depersonalization and derealization as much as I was last month. And it's like month to month, it's just changed. It's going and it's been over a year now. So um, for those people who are suffering with depersonalization right now, and you're listening, I'm telling you for a fact that shit is curable. You have to put your mind to it. You will come out of it. it is, and even if you've been in it for like 10, 20 years, there's people I've read on the, on the forums. I've seen, um, you know, people reaching out to me who've been in it for quite some time. I'm telling y'all, um, it's still curable even when you've been in it for a long time. I do have some reading materials. And if y'all are interested in um, reading that, if you are suffering with depersonalization, um, I'm more than happy to uh, pass that off to you so you can read it um, and get your healing too. In today's anxiety zone, um, it's my very best friend, Dr. Chakia Robinson, joining me today to talk about um, how to support your friends when they are struggling with mental health and um, things that we should and should not be saying to each other um, during our struggles. I think it's very important um, when you are going through mental health issues of like depression and PTSD, OCD, whatever it is, I think it's important to have a support system. For me, I I found that um, with my anxiety and with the depression that I've gone through, um, that having support was um, one of the key things that I needed. And sometimes you think you don't need it, you want to be alone or whatever, but having that support, feeling heard and feeling like uh, recognized um, is, is, is healing in a sense, because a lot of us be going through a lot of trauma from our fucking childhood um, of feeling unheard. 
And if you have friends in your corner who are supportive and listening to you, um, I think it is very therapeutic and you feel supported and you feel uplifted and it helps you in your healing process. So me and Takiya kind of break that down and get into that. Let me tell y'all something about Takiya. That's my best friend. And if y'all try to come for her, anybody try to come for her, I'd be breaking people's faces for her. You understand? So like me and her, we have a great relationship and we talk about that and we talk about why that works for us. And I hope it will be, it's, I hope it helps anybody, um, you know, other people out there who have friends who are going through mental health or even people who are going through mental health issues right now. Maybe you can share this with your friend um, if you think that they can get a better understanding of how to deal with you. Um, so me, me and Kia, we, we navigated that and we broke it down for you guys. I think it's a great, great conversation that you guys should get into. Kia is fly as fuck. Okay. If y'all don't know her, she is a doctor. She is a PhD. She is a researcher in Washington, DC. She is one half of the getting grown podcast that is, uh, listened all over, listened to all over the world. Uh, she has team typing fast too, as well. And, um, she's just a fly girl all across the board. Okay. And she's out here doing the damn thing. I've known her since 1997, since she's, she was in high school. And I saw great things in her then, and I'm seeing them come to pass now. And it is um, a blessing and, a, and it's a treat and a gift to be friends with her um, and to be as close as I am to her and for us to be um, living this life together. It's wonderful. Okay. So let's just get into the anxiety zone, y'all. I just, I talked way too much. Let's just go into it. All right, bye. Toya D, who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxieties in the workplace. Nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold, and fearless and confident with mental health in the anxiety zone. All right, so, hey girl, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, girl. You're just over there chewing your food and you just make it look so good. Well, you I, know, it was you always say that I could be eating like a Twizzler. You'd be like, oh, that looks delicious. Yes, girl. Just looking really good there. So welcome to the Analog Girl Podcast. Dr. Chakia Robinson, who was, just, who was just mentioned on The Breakfast Club. Oh, girl, that's not even like a and real name. <laughs> you are fucking famous. In I'm not. And I'm just so excited because mm. this is just the first of many mentions, the first of many, oh, like Dr. Kia said. No, I am just a regular, regular researcher from around the way. <laughs> just so, out here typing fast listen, and changing the game. That's okay. all I got. Well, you got a mention on the Breakfast Club. So. Uh, Charlemagne and still don't know who in the crap I am. <laughs> That's just fine. You never know. Charlemagne does. Isn't he a loudspeaker alum, um, alum or... I feel like there? he's affiliated. I don't know if he is, you know, but you know, he... he 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 mingles. He's friends with some of my friends, but I still don't feel like that means he knows me. I think he knows you. I think you 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 you're um, shooting yourself short, or how are you selling yourself short? Mm-hmm. 
So uh, welcome to the Analog Girl podcast. Like I said, and you know how we do it. We got the anxiety zone, but we start off first with our anxiety check-in. So how are you? How's everything going for you this week? Um, it's a busy week. It's an intense week um, with just lots on my mind and, and on my heart. And I'm just trying to keep my anxiety at bay. I don't, I think it might be a bit um, zealous for me to just, you know, aim to do away with the anxiety. I feel like it is just a part of, it's just a function of the pressure that I'm under mm-hmm. um, with the different competing priorities that I'm dealing with. But I'm trying to manage it as best as I can. And I, I feel like today was a good day. I, it was um, a good day in terms of managing my anxiety. I had a very, 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 very excruciatingly long staff meeting, <laughs> which, as you know, you know, I, I got about a million tabs open in my brain. So it's yeah. hard for me to focus in um, and be engaged for that length of time. But I made it through. And I made a decision, you'll be proud. You know, instead of me going back to my desk and just continuing to just work, I went back and I was like, I'm not going to start anything at this hour. I'm just going to finish up these things and then head home. Oh, so well, look at how God worked work. today. Yes, because, you know, usually I'll be at work at 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Like, hi. Yes, yes girl. I decided to come on home. I knew I had some things to do this evening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. How about you? I mean, I'm all right. Uh, you know, the job search is still going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, well, one of the interviews I see that I definitely did not get it because one of my colleagues just posted her picture. Okay. Uh, st- <laughs> okay. <laughs> starting her new position uh, for the same job that I interviewed for. So, you know. Mm-hmm. just gotta I, to god be the glory you to know god i just be the glory. To god be the glory and i'm just gonna just continue to act like my mom in these situations and anytime right. you know something happens i'm just she's just in all things give thanks in all things because you know that just wasn't <laughs> the job that was for you no that's, no, this, that's just what that means that's, that's all. exactly what it means mm-hmm. um, so the anxiety levels for me have been quite sky high because mm-hmm. um you know, finances will have anybody jumping. I mean, finances have people and during the Great Depression, like literally flying out of the windows. Jumping to their demise. Jumping to their demises. And um, so, I, you know, that's just really been my, me trying to get, keep, stay out of my head mm-hmm. and stay calm, knowing that, you know, the rent and the con ed and things are due and, you know, just things are due. are you affirming in this space um am i affirming i think that i am affirming um uh uh i what i i am affirming because i Mm -hmm. am saying that this is this is a process Mm -hmm. um and and that this won't last for long and the job that is mine will be mine and i will get it when i'm supposed to have it Um, awesome all your needs are met all your needs are met all my needs no lack no, no lack. lack, no lack, no, no lack. lack, no lack, no lack, no lack, no lack, no lack. <laughs> we can say that all 2018. You know what? No lack, no lack, no lack, no lack, no lack, no lack, no lack. No lack. Wow, that's it. Hashtag no lack, no lack. So yeah, that's been my anxiety checking. You know, it's pretty much been the same. This is my first time. This is I'm back from this what, what was it, about a three week break mm-hmm. because you know I just 
couldn't do it. I didn't got to, I didn't have time to edit this uh, podcast. Some self care. You just needed yeah, to take a break. Yeah, I needed break. to take a break, but I'm coming right on back. Um, and there's some new listeners out there, so I'm so happy that you guys are listening. Um, and I hope you guys, I, you know, and I didn't even do it again. I do this all the time when the guests go. I hope you guys' anxiety levels are low to non-existent. And if they aren't, I know, I, you know, I always talk about doing deep breathing and meditation exercises, and they really do work. I've learned something new this um, month called TM, which is Transcendental Meditation, and it has really been helping me to, to stay calm. Um, and it's helping me to feel rested. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you guys are interested, you should look it up. Um, I went and took the four-day course. They actually um, paid for my course, which was a blessing. Come on, Jesus. Okay. And I learned how to do that. So, um, the you know, it's been helping me to cope a lot better with the anxiety. So I'm grateful for that. Um, so if you guys are out there, look that up. And feeling anxious, look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also remember to do your deep breathing or right-left nostril breathing. That's always uh, a good one. Lavender is always, you know, I OD on lavender. I sniffing it right up. I snort that thing all day long, <laughs> like crack cocaine. My lord. Yes, I snort that thing all day long. So, um, you know, in good anxiety check-in fashion, let me just let you know, you know. A lot, some current events were really uh, shooting my anxiety a little bit through the roof for the last couple of days. I, it was very, I was very triggered, and I was very triggered by the whole Khloe Kardashian and Jordan. I, w- I always want to call her Jordan Sparks. Jordan Woods. Oh, Jordan Woods. That's not like, what is her last name? Her name is mm-hmm. Jordan Woods. So um, I actually, I mean, I'm not even going to go into the whole story because I'm sure we all know it because... Like, what is the, the Kardashian machine made sure we know of it. Mm-hmm. But what I loved was that Jada Pinkett, the Smiths was with the shits. Mm-hmm. They had time. They had time. And they uh, wanted to let Chloe and them know, oh, we got time today to mm-hmm. fuck with it. And we're going to fuck with the shits today. So I was very much... Um, I felt like we band together. I felt a sense of community the way we dragged Chloe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was definitely a rallying time. It was, <laughs> it was a community building experience because yeah. we may not agree on many things as a people, but we will not stand idle by in mm-hmm. silence mm-hmm. as a very wealthy, entitled heiress. White, yeah. White heiress mm-hmm. um, who has really built a career um, and much of her fortune off of the um you know at the expense of of black culture black culture black yeah life, mm-hmm. um black livelihood um, black women in general yeah black women mm-hmm. um so i mean what intentional or unintentional i mean we cannot deny the fact that a lot of chloe's brand and the and her relevancy is based yeah. in blackness yeah. <laughs> yeah um and even with that we will not stand by and and watch someone who has benefited from blackness in this way just totally prey upon. And I understand that I'm not saying that Chloe was not hurt or not 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 operating from feelings of hurt or processing. Um, but it just got to be really, really uh it was really one sided. And what, yeah. what, what what we were not gonna stand by and allow Jordan to take the full blame. 
Mm -hmm. for all of this uh, wrong that has been Tristan and Chloe's relationship for the past couple of months. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Only thing I would say is is that I don't care uh, that that, that she was in pain. I don't care because all (laughs) her bills... (laughs) No, I don't care that she was in pain. I don't... Listen, you're paying your bills on time. You live in Calabasas. Like... Mm -hmm. And I know money's not everything, but you know, you just have a lot of access, girl. Get up and get you another man. First of all, you chose wrong. He's 27 and he's Jamaican. I had no... I had no clue. So it's just like, girl, you shot yourself in the foot from the beginning. So um, I don't care. Uh, but what I, I just really, the only thing I did care about was her, like, literally trying to ruin a 21-year-old Black woman. So um, I was very happy to see that Jada Pinkett stepped up to the, Jada Pinkett Smith, I'm going to put mm-hmm. some respect on her name, um, stepped up to the plate um, to defend Jordan. And I think sub you know in like the subsections of it mm-hmm. was defending black culture and black women absolutely i felt mm-hmm. like because what 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 it was essentially it was like we I, that's what i was gonna say i really like the way that that the red table uh talk platform handled the situation mm-hmm. and that it wasn't it wasn't a matter of jordan standing there and being faultless and blameless jada ensured that jordan took responsibility for the for the poor decisions that she made that contributed to, you know, the situation being as, as bad as it was and her mm-hmm. hurting, you know, the, the, um, you know, the way that her actions impacted her family and all that. It was clear that Jordan recognized that she did the wrong things. Yeah. Like she made bad choices mm-hmm. and as such, she was suffering the consequences, but there's a difference in suffering the consequences than totally being, the blame you know what i'm saying like we yeah. weren't it wasn't it wasn't for what she did she owned it 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 should not mean that her mama can't go to the grocery store and right. her little sister can't go right. to school and she's being all man she's been called all manner of home reckoning i mean like it it would be it, it would be entirely different if she was on social media claiming some sort of relationship with tristan she was she was dishonest she owned the ways and mm-hmm. the times that she was dishonest and, you know, nothing has come forward that would negate anything that she said since, she, since she's decided to tell the truth. So I really right. felt like Jada and them did a really good job of, like, mm-hmm. you know, setting it up such that Jordan could be like, I know, I ain't had no business over there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and, like, you were like, doing the most with your legs since yes, you was. I knew <laughs> it. I should have. And, I, and if, if I had to do it all over again, you know. She owned it. She talked about the lessons that she learned. Yeah. And I feel like that's what was dope because it wasn't that Jada just allowed her to just kind of like be blameless and faultless and play the victim. Right. right. And, she was, was, and she was, it was like she was making sure that when she was asking her the questions, she was setting it up to be like, nah, all right, now I'm giving you this platform. Absolutely. I'm going to need you to be fully Absolutely. transparent Absolutely. and honest about what you were doing. Because she I think, was doing the most. Right. And I think oftentimes <laughs> Black women don't get the benefit of the doubt. So what mm-hmm. I appreciated the most was that Jada gave Jordan the platform to explain herself because yeah. you know the whole world cu- crucified her mm-hmm. off, based off of what um, uh, Chloe said and, yeah. and we know for years and years and years if, when, it's, when it's their word against ours their, their word always rules the day absolutely and then Chloe had her little old lady gang 
Child. attacking her and they yeah. all all pushing 40 and attacking the 21 year old looking like straight goofballs i mean and well, and in, in, in a manner that suggested that they were without sin like you know what I'm saying? Right. like like let's not remember i mean because i really wanted it everything i kept saying on twitter was let's roll that beautiful bean footage yes. of all of the ways that chloe and her family and the people that she associated with they have been up in some mess like really hemmed up oh, in mess mess because trina the mess was, of the mess trina was definitely saying and she said it on the breakfast club mm -hmm. uh, and people ran those receipts too as well when she was like well you know i was very surprised to see french mm -hmm. go on to city island with chloe because yeah. you know his things were still in my home exactly. <laughs> like so i don't feel like if he didn't live with me why would his things be in my home so you know and they're no longer friends her and trina right so, um you know and not to say you know, two wrongs don't make it right, whatever, but it's no, just but I'm the saying, fact of that I mean, people are acting like, and Malika right. is like, I made my bed, I knew what I was doing, and I, I suffered the consequences, and I laid in my bed, so that gives you the right to go on a 21-year-old Exactly, thing and my thing is, start uh, with your mess. Y'all, listen, these, these houses in Calabasas are not made of glass, yeah. okay? <laughs> They're not. Hello? So you should not, I mean, especially you, I mean, they are made of glass, right? These houses in, in Calabasas are made of glass and those, y'all live in glass houses and you shouldn't throw stones. And that's just mm -hmm. the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the overall thing is, I, I, I hope the overall lesson um, for Jordan is one, she needs to get more black folks in her corner <laughs> because like, you know, she was a part of, she was a part of an appropriation culture that I think that hopefully her getting older, she'll realize that there's certain things that she's just going to have to stand for and just be like, nah, I don't want to be a part of this. I mean, and she said it, I felt like she was saying that without saying it directly in the, in the interview with Jada, when she was talking about how like 90% of the people that she banged with turned mm -hmm. their backs on her mm -hmm. when she was in her time of need, nobody came forward and spoke on her behalf. Mm -hmm. Nobody, um, you know, wrote for her. And yeah. I think it became, clear yeah like you know what i'm saying the people who came to her rescue jade and will uh-huh <laughs> jada and will and i'm sure were... jaden and willow on the exactly. low, low you know so I, I know for sure willow was on some black power type shit I, all of I, them oh um, yeah it was probably it wouldn't it would not surprise me if willow went to jaden was like ma we need to have jordan on the red table <laughs> because what we're not going to we'll is allow We'll what we're not about to do is allow them to just go ahead and drag her up and down the interweb, internet right. interweb. like right. we're not doing that and then she probably went to us like and i told you stop fucking with them like i don't fuck with them like, <laughs> like that you know I what i'm saying you. we can ha ha and kiki and keep it real cute but we don't you don't be going up in people's houses and carrying them <laughs> and that's just the bottom line word word so i just really i think she i do think she learned those lessons and also learning a lesson of putting yourself in a space where it allows men to feel like they have consent to just go up to you, kiss you, grab you, do whatever. So she put herself in that predicament and I'm hoping that she definitely learned from that. And I'm hoping that she chooses her friends wisely. That's, that's really uh, what I hope, like I've chosen my friends wisely. So Aww, same. Yeah. So we can segue right on into the anxiety zone. Let's do it. Yeah. We're right on in. Uh, the anxiety zone, and you know why I call it that because mm -hmm. I basically lived this life of. I used to live this life. I'm not even gonna keep claiming. I used to live this life that felt like the twilight zone. Um, but today in the anxiety zone, I wanted to talk about friendship and how um, 
how does one deal with having friends who have uh, mental health issues Mm -hmm. and you know shit that you just shouldn't say to people who you know are struggling with anxiety and depression um and shit you should say Mm -hmm. um when you know people are reaching out so from an honest standpoint what's it been like for you dealing with my situation um since the depersonalization and everything happened which made a one-year anniversary on march 1st is when Mm -hmm. it all hit was last Mm -hmm. year march 1st um so what's been um What's it been like for you? Um, I mean, I think just the, the nature of our relationship and, and how close we are, um, it has been challenging for me um, to, to, watch, to, to watch you go through something like this, knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, the nature of the, um, of the condition. And it's been hard to... F- watch you feel the way you feel mm-hmm. and um n- feel helpless in in wanting to to be supportive or helpful it has been challenging because i often wonder whether or not i'm saying the wrong things or um if i'm crowding you i don't want to, it's always in my mind that I, I don't want to exacerbate the situation i don't want to mm-hmm. want to make things worse Mm -hmm. Um, but still it's never to the extent where I want to withdraw or leave you alone. Um, Mm -hmm. because I care for you quite a bit. I think the whole world knows that. (laughs) And, um, it was never going to be a situation where it was like, Oh, I can't fool with you no more. I'm not going to, I'm going to fall back. Right. It was just uh, a matter of learning the ways, uh, the ways that I, that I felt like I needed to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was always, you know, and I, and I mean, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that I ask a lot of questions. Oh yes, girl. Cause you had, we was Googling together. Remember yes. I was sending you YouTube videos. We was like, getting, this is what I think this is. We was this getting all, yes. We <laughs> was, it was all about, and you know, me, just me being who I am, I'm by nature, I'm a researcher. Like, okay, well we want to find <laughs> We're going to find the information that we need. I am not worried about that. We will have the resources. We will figure this out. We are going to get to the bottom of this. But um, it's just been a, it's just been. So like, remember the time when, I guess some of the first conversation when I was like, and I was still cracking jokes even through it. That's the funny part about it. Because we would be on the phone. I'd be like, bitch, I'm over here watching a a different world, trying not to go crazy. Because I feel like this a whole ass dream I am in. So like when I I was saying yeah. that stuff to you what was you thinking like you were just I mean, like it was I mean at first it was like you know we say a lot of stuff in mm-hmm. like um I don't want to say in jest but like we be joking yeah. around we say all kinds of things mm-hmm. but I, I I knew that it was a different I knew it was a difference because um we talked just about every day yeah and every day it it was you expressed to me in some way that you weren't feeling like yourself. Yeah. And I kept asking you what it was and, and we, and you were describing it and it was, um, it seems like the more I asked, the clearer your description got. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, you started saying the same things over and over again. Like, it feels like this, it feels like this, it feels like mm-hmm. this. And then, and then it became real to me. Like, okay, this is really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know if you remember, but it was me that was like asking you, like, you know, like, so who, who are you going to talk to about this? Have you been yes. to the doctor? Have you been to the emergency room? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember in the beginning when you were going, everybody kept saying, wasn't nothing wrong with you. Yes. And you was like, we was like, I need a CAT scan. Yes. I'm going to need a CAT scan. Yes. <laughs> and, and I remember, you know, supporting you in, um, like demanding that the that the doctors and the nurses and those people in the healthcare, um, you know, whether the hospital or the doctor's office, demanding that they take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think in the beginning, that that's one of the ways that I felt like I was being really supportive and just yeah. kind of like validating you and not yeah. and, and I was really intentional in that way. I didn't want to be another person saying, "Oh, girl, it's nothing," but right. I really made a conscious effort to be like oh no I believe you so like if they say that it's nothing like how can we find somebody else let's let's go to a different hospital let's go to a different doctor let's mm-hmm. continue to, to talk to more and more people until we get somebody who is willing to take a second look at this for real for right. real and what's crazy is is like it's still in the that's what the people because you know they had at first the first time I went to the emergency room they straight up sent me to the psych ward Mm-hmm. So I had to be locked away with all these crazy people, which a lot of people don't know. I was sitting up in a psych ward with some crazy motherfuckers, like <laughs> in a room with no sheets, like, you know, those mm-hmm. crazy white rooms or whatever. And I was just like, all I want them to do is take the, take a casket because I don't know if I'm having a stroke. I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck is going on. And that's when the guy was like, you know, this just seems like a really uh, a severe case of anxiety. And I was just like, hmm, I don't know that you know, this is not the kind of anxiety that I've known about. So, right. um, yeah, I definitely was going to the doctor on a, I mean, and I have the doctor bills to prove it because the mm-hmm. CAT scan is still costing me about a smooth G. Mm-hmm. Um, and still there was like no, nothing found. Right. So, um, which was a waste, but <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I guess it calmed me down to know that there was nothing going on. But mm-hmm. with all that being said, with me going back and forth and me trying to figure that out, you still got your own situation going on. Right. And, um, so was that a strain or is that a strain on you dealing with your own personal? No. Um, I mean, no. If anything, I just, because maybe the timing of it um I mean given not maybe the timing of it but I'm just thinking I just felt like it was my turn because I can't I know that there have been times (laughs) and we can (laughs) share the stories yes there have been times when I was in full breakdown Yes. And you can we just, were always me, there for me. Always, girl. Can always. we just tell a funny one? Because I just want to tell the story to you guys about <laughs> Dr. Takia Robinson and how she... You keep she, saying this whole name like this. <laughs> big Dr. Takia Robinson had got her hair braided. Oh. Our, our friend, <laughs> our friend Naisha... <laughs> In college, this is Tiki's freshman year. My freshman year, I was 17. Yes. I want the world to know I was 17. This is my I, first time away from home. My first time 
doing a lot of things. I want yes. to that debrief before you tell the I'm story. I'm debriefing. It was my junior year, Takiya's freshman year. And I had already known Takiya because she was one of the students in the C-STEP program mm -hmm. or the STEP program. The step program. Um, and I worked in a STEP program. So Takiya, um, you know, I brought Takiya into my group of friends. Mm -hmm. um, so they all accepted her with loving arms and they still do to this day. And so Naisha was like, she would braid Takiya's hair. Yes. And these cute little human hair box braids. Micros, honey. Micros. And they came <laughs> out so nice. So, mind you, this was like the second time I'd had braids in all my life. <laughs> So as you guys know, when you have when you have box braids, one one might slip out. You know, and what like saying? a relaxer, right? So my and hair you was had straight. a relaxer, so you straight, was doing straight, the most. Straight. You didn't even have no new growth. So one of Takia's, we went to a party, <laughs> and it was it was we was jamming in the party. Jamming, jamming, and they call it. It was the pub, and we would always yeah. go to the pub and having parties in the pub. Sweaty walls, sweaty walls. <laughs> Remember that time I was dancing with Amanda? We was all on the floor. My knees was black. Honey. <laughs> So my jeans, the jeans and my knees was yes, like black. Exactly. Just Tatiana. Tatiana. So so we're in the pub party and Tiki, one of Takiya's braids fell out. Got, child. Fell out. Slid right out. I'm in the party and I see this woman in distress. I mean running up to me. Breakdown. <laughs> I was panicked. I was panicked. Because I just thought I was gonna have a patch. Yo, it didn't register to me that the braid slid out. I thought like all my hair came out with Girl, it. Girl, you had full tears in the middle of the party. I, like, I feel like big in the background. And I was just like, wait, what? And you like the braid came out. And I was my hair is that... falling out. And I'm like, but human hair braids fall out, sis. Like that's a thing. But and I have never had time. any. I didn't know. <laughs> Like, you were ready to call it quits. Like, you didn't want to stay at the party no more. I was you, scared. I, I don't even think you kept the braids in long. No, I kept them. You did? I did. I, yes. Okay. I got over so, it. You did? <laughs> I just remember the distress, honey. The distress, the tears. And I was like, you got to calm down. And I remember we were just, I was just talking you off the ledge. And finally, you did calm down and we continued to party. But. That's a long story short to say, yes. Yes, I'm saying I yes. have been there since there day one. I have been, and those kinds of things happen all throughout my undergraduate years. <laughs> and you were always there, no matter mm -hmm. how crazy I looked or no matter how ridiculous the circumstance. Mm -hmm. So, and that means- And never judged. Yeah, from that mm -hmm. all the way up until me losing my brother a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you being one of the- like core people who mm -hmm. I leaned on at that time, even my family yeah. contacting you before mm -hmm. I even knew about it. So that um, that kind of um, so that kind of history to me uh, is not. I don't. I feel like it would take a whole lot more yeah. than something like this to caused me to pull away so and, yeah. or even to feel stressed or strained because right. because um i that you've been there for me um so i mean i don't have i feel like i i it don't it doesn't even cross my mind it's that oh this is a bother or a nuisance but mm -hmm. we just have that kind of relationship where if you're going through i'm going through and vice versa so it's 
so because I know that you are you are my person in that way and we mm-hmm. hold each other down mm-hmm. it's never felt like a burden because you know just like the days you know I mean I hit you all the time yeah. even now I mean yeah. even since even since this this particular challenge we've been facing I hit you all the time now um you know when I'm feeling anxiety you're one of the first people that I call yeah so it's never been like oh Oh, Latoya's calling me again. That's never been on the table for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that should always, that's an important thing for me because I've, you're not one of the people that have made me feel like I was a burden mm. um, in the situation because some people, there were some people in my life who were on some old, like, girl, you just need to pray. And I would just be like, you think I'm not praying? You think I'm yeah. not running around my house right. speaking in tongues? Right. I'm going to ask God what's going on. <laughs> like, bitch, I think I'm dying. Like, right. what do you mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you de- you weren't um, that person. So with that being said, um, and also you have your own anxiety issues right. that you talk about and totally. you're very open about. So what do you think some of the... Um, what are your top three things, though, that you think that people should just not say to people who are suffering from an anxiety attack or anxiety right. or panic attacks or just in that space, that vulnerable space? I think um, uh, dismissing it is in, in any way is, is probably the first thing that comes to mind about, about things that you should never do. Mm-hmm. dismissing it disregarding it in terms of like oh it's nothing um not listening ex- uh you know those those kinds of things i think do more damage than good they don't do good at all they just do all damage when, yeah. when someone is sharing with you that they are because i know what it's like i know what anxiety feels like and it is just like tension and and angst an energy in your body that you don't really know what to do with. And I know what kind of feeling that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's horrible when you say, oh, it's nothing or it's, it's probably this or just, you know, it's probably that. There's a difference between someone who um, is listening to you and trying to hear what you're going through um, and really trying to work with you to try to figure out what it is. Then somebody who is just like, oh, girl, just take you some ginger ale or something. <laughs> Get you some lavender tea. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that's so, not yeah. Yeah. That's not. So I think that's probably the first thing. Also, um, you know, we talk about this all the time, how um, people, one of the ways that people dismiss it is to just like, oh, you need to pray. Mm. Um, or that assumption, that, that space of assumption that assumes that you are, you, you need to pray, like, or, it's that because, you're having, that you're right. not in the spiritual place. Right, that you're not doing it or mm-hmm. it's, it's by function of you not praying mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not being blessed or being demonic right. or what have you. I think that we oftentimes um, can ignorantly conflate, uh, you know, spiritual things with, mm-hmm. with um, actual instances of like you know like actual conditions in the body and the mind that um so that like you know just like like just like the body can can fall victim to physical illness the mind as a as a as a or you know the mind as an entity your brain as an organ Mm -hmm. the chemicals and things in your body there can be imbalances there can be um issues and things conditions that develop 
just like, you know, you get high blood pressure, you can kind of just develop some of these things and it can be nothing that you can do about it. It could be a function of your genetics. It could be a function of, you know, of, of anything. So when people just try to, uh, you know, throw the Bible and throw scripture at it without properly vetting um, yeah. the situation, I think that that's also, I think it's, it's, it's lazy. And, um, it's, and it's it's really the black way to go. I feel like it's it's, it's, it's I, I feel like the black folks really do it more so than anything. Uh, church folks. Well, and I mean, I know that that's a function of us not having yes. access to to adequate health care and resources that we need to properly take care of ourselves for so long. For a long time, all we had was the Holy Ghost, and yes. I get that. And I'm not saying that that you know I'm not saying that I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. I'm saying that um we now have access to information and technology and resources and money and and care mm-hmm. um and you don't know how the lord is going to deliver so yeah. i think a lot of a therapist he can deliver through therapy <laughs> and and um mental health and those kind mental health care and those kinds of things so that's another thing another thing is i think um uh blaming people holding people responsible making it feel like it's their fault it's a function of something they're doing or not doing yeah i think that's whack um like you should be this and you should be that well that's because you haven't this this Mm like girl please get out of my face (laughs) please get out of my face have you you had experience with that with someone saying that you're going through this because it's you um Yes, not necessarily related to um, my own like mental health and wellness, mm-hmm. but I have had people, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I've had, I've definitely had people suggest that um, the situation I'm in, whether that be you know my relationship status or mm-hmm. you know, is a function of me doing or not doing anything mm-hmm. versus it just being a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, you know that that's because, like, okay, um, like, people tell me all the time, not people, but I've been told that, um, like, you ain't never going, um, don't nobody ever, like, if I say um, that I'm intimidating, right? Yeah. You're so intimidating. And I'm just like, but how or like you know and when i ask what makes me intimidating people say things like you know you know you're tall and you're smart and i'm like well i can't do things i can't do anything about those things like not one thing i cannot change those things yeah. I, you look you know you look dudes directly in the face when you talk to them and i'm like so what i'm supposed to do look at things like so like it's like <laughs> what do you want me to do so you know i have definitely felt people like i felt like people blaming me for my condition and i think that that's that's whack that's just one example like people saying oh you know guys have a really hard time talking to you and i'm just like um okay it has has nothing to do with you and it says everything about about that person right you know so and i totally get that and and i get it on the on the level of talking to someone who has anxiety or panic attacks and making them feel like they caused it even like because even with myself like I struggled a lot because I was thinking like damn did I cause this because of the smoke and the weed yeah you know what I mean and like it's like I wish I never touched it <laughs> like, I go through all of that right so I feel like when people add on to it we, they make it worse like you mm-hmm. don't think I'm going over here thinking about all the ways 
all the things that I've done or not done that may have been, you know, that's, that's how we try to rationalize things. We think about what we could have done differently. So yeah. you don't need another person who's especially doing it from a place of like, you know, like, what is that going to change? Right. Yes, right. it is my fault. Yes. Like, yes, it is. Like, what is that going to change? Nothing. Yeah. And how is that helping me? It's not. So just exactly. shut up. And friends out there who are doing that, y'all got to do better. Like, I mean, honestly, I, like, I hope that this is an open conversation for people, even if you don't suffer with it, but you know someone that is, is yeah. to not do that to people. Because honestly, that sends people off the ledge too, as well. Right. It sends asking people on unnecessarily the- why asking, you know, and then, and then sh- and following that up with should or being instructive especially when you've not taken the time to really listen and hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are ways that we can, can try to be helpful and supportive without all the time giving people uh, advice yeah. and like, you know, well, or, or making it about ourselves. Yeah. Those are the things that, that I would say that we should never do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blame. Um, don't throw Jesus at it. Don't if don't give nobody advice, and you know don't make it about you. Nah, cause it ain't. It's not. <laughs> um. So I'm always pegged as the strong friend mm-hmm. throughout the crew, and um. Ultimately, the torch has been passed to you because you seem like you're pretty much. The sh- I mean, girl, once you got the doctorate, it was official, official. So official. Uh, <laughs> I think that is just. <laughs> totally unfair but okay (laughs) it's official tissue you got the doctorate so you automatically also to become one of the strong friends right um how how do you and i kind of i kind of call that the strong friend curse all the time because i feel like the strong friend gets fucked over every every I just feel like the strong friend usually gets fucked over. And from, from my perspective of how my friendships outside of you have been going, I feel like I'm the strong friend that gets fucked over from time right. to time. Um, so if you do handle that, like if, if and when it's that stuff does happen to you and you feel like, okay, someone's weighing in on me a little too much mm-hmm. and then not realizing that I might be a little sensitive today, how do you handle that? Um, this is actually not something I feel like has happened to me a whole lot. It has happened before, but it's not something that's been common. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if my way of handling it is uh, appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be honest and say uh, that in many cases, well, I'm going to say not in many cases, but in the instances where that has happened, and like I said, it has not happened a lot, I have ghosted. Really? I have, I have fallen back. I mean, not indefinitely, but there I have definitely tried to put some space between myself and that person because I felt like without that, um, it would cause some damage within the relationship that we might not be able to bounce back from. Mm, mm. Um, and I'm not saying, I don't know if that's appropriate and, or I'm not giving people or telling people to do that. That's not advice, but that's just how I have handled it. And the one time I'm the one time it's coming to my mind where I feel like well that's happened before. Um, but I just needed to kind of fall back because if I did not, um, I knew that it was not going to end well. I needed, you know, you kind of have I needed yeah, to have space yeah. to process it. I mm-hmm. didn't want to become reactionary, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you feel like you're just doing things because you are 
uh, hurt. Yeah. You are, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you feel, you know, overlooked, rejected. Like you yeah. look like, like no one really gives one damn about what it is that you're experiencing and that's hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's in, in, to keep me from reacting from that place of like, oh, you don't really don't give a damn about me. <laughs> like, right. And, right. and probably making things worse. I just kind of fall back a little bit or I have fall back, fallen back. And like I said, it wasn't indefinite. It wasn't like a get out of my life situation. It was just like, let me just put some distance between and I mean, me being me, I was very prayerful about how to do it. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, you know, I just can't do this right now. And thankfully, I feel like God heard that prayer in, in, and, you know, the distance was mutual. So it wasn't like that person was reaching out to me and I was absent. It was just like, right. we just needed a break. Right. Well, so yeah, I don't know if that's the right way to handle it, but that's how I have it. I mean, you know, girl, I'm the queen of ghosting. It don't you know, really take it's me a nothing. gift. It don't take. It's a gift. It's a, it's a gift. gift. Sometimes I'm not gonna say goodbye, it. honey. Right, but you know, <laughs> you know, there was particular people that I was living with, and a bitch stopped paying the rent. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care. You know what I mean? Don't so, but there was time. There's times where there's close friends where I felt that was putting a lot of pressure on me as the strong friend, and then also dealing with. When now I'm looking in the grand scheme of things, I was dealing with anxiety all throughout. Um, and um, I had to approach them. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, well, I don't feel like I'm getting the same treatment that other people are getting. And I think that that's also, too, a way to go about it is transparency. Yeah. Transparency and approaching yeah. them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much how I would go about dealing with being. I usually go about dealing with being a strong friend. As of right now, though, um, I can't be bothered. Yeah, it's like a capacity <laughs> I can't I'm, be bothered. Maybe yeah. if I, you know, let me get a job next week or two, and then I can start answering phone calls. There's just certain times, certain people who are calling me, and I know that it's just like they got a list of complaints and a list of a lot of shit. And um, I just, and some, and it don't even be like real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like how when I, I be calling you like, girl, I got to run something by you. Is mm-hmm. this right or wrong? It yes. Yes. Like that. Yes. <laughs> girl, let me do, would you leave this text message before I send it, please? Because I'm getting ready to go slam. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> please know that I'm getting ready to cuss everybody out. Can you just read this and let me know if this yeah, it don't be like that. Am I reading this wrong? Is it just me? Please. Because I'm getting ready to go crazy. I legit did that the other day, right? Like, do she going to be a thank you? And I, I was getting ready. To be a thank you. I was getting ready to get on a plane. And we always, I always know when it's about to happen. Like, hey, girl, you got a second. <laughs> hey, girl, do you got a minute? Okay, hold on. Because listen, <laughs> let me run this by you real let quick. Let me just, I got, some, I got some I need to run by you right quick. Hold on. Yeah, it don't even be those kind of conversation. It just be like trash ass bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just be looking like, you know, I don't have time for this. So I kind of like, yeah, distance myself from that. And then I will resurface. I will most likely resurface with those particular people when I get a job because I don't got time for it right now, like at all. Um, so I think that we are, speaking of what we, how we do contact each other in those manners, that we are a great example of supporting each other through difficult times. Um, without getting on each other's nerves, to right. be quite honest, because I mean, you know, I know I get on your nerves sometimes, you get on mine or whatever, but it's never a thing like, oh God, I ain't trying to talk to this bitch no more. Right. Right. You get on my nerves because you just do not see your greatness all the time. That shit just pisses me off. Girl, I can't take it. I can't fucking take it. 
And when I tell you, even times when I be seeing your post and I be like, she just sitting up here just being so goddamn negative. And I just be like, she just don't even see how fucking great she is. And everyone thinks it. And I just be like, she really worked in my nerves. You hold me accountable because my therapist be telling me the same thing. <laughs> so you call me out on it. I and do. It reminds me, like, and, and you know, I tell my therapist that all the time. I be like, listen, okay. <laughs> She be like, "That's good, Keith Latoya." I said, "Latoya, not going nowhere. <laughs> no. Latoya around because she need y'all. Y'all got to please tell her to punch you in your throat next I'm time." I'm telling you, it just just be grinding my gears, girl. But I do <laughs> feel that we we have managed without effort, right? To, to build um to build this friendship to be very supportive. So, um, why do you think that is? Like, what do you think is the dynamic? Um, that's um, worked for us we've been in this thing a long time and mm-hmm. I don't I, I just and uh I think that we've always 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 told each other the truth yeah it was yeah. never a moment where I don't think we kept anything from each other mm-hmm. and I've always what I value the most is that you never made me feel like I couldn't tell you the truth that if yeah. I told you the truth something bad would happen because you know there are some people who threaten you like mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. They, they they treat you within the relationship in a manner that suggests that if you do anything to upset them disagree with them something that they don't like they will throw you away yeah it never made me feel like you were going to throw me away so there was never anything i felt like i couldn't tell you mm-hmm. um and the nature of our relationship has been such where i feel like i can't it's almost to the extent where I feel like I, I, you know me so well that you would know when I'm being dishonest. I, think, <laughs> I don't think that I could, I could keep things from you a lot. And because you've always come to me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we have had, um, if I've done something to you, even oh unaware, yeah, girl, because you know I got in, exactly. You, I was like, oh, so you gonna keep coming you to me? me out. You, you gonna keep coming out. to New York and Absolutely. not tell me that you're coming? I was like, mm mm mm, girl. I, <laughs> disappointed <laughs> exactly exactly just, i said i ain't even mad i'm just disappointed right right <laughs> just left it at that so yeah. it was it was those kinds of conversations because you never even then it was never like don't fool with me no more it was yeah, just like no. you know i thought we was better than this and it made me stop and really think mm-hmm. of where i had dropped the ball and i was and you know it wasn't like i was intentionally oh no doing it it was just that i was in a space I think I was dissertating or whatever mm-hmm. or whatever dealing with my own other, and I think I was fooling with that old nigga at that time so my <laughs> mind was all all jumbled up and around <laughs> oh I was you have to forgive me because I was bound yeah, I was yeah. bound so I was all I was all hemmed up in that nigga yeah. but I wasn't even thinking um about the way that I was treating my very best friend so mm-hmm. it was so those that those kinds of conversations that we've been able to have, um, just really, to me, your being your friend has never felt like work. It's yeah. never felt like a chore. It just felt like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've always felt like you've had my best interests at heart. Yeah, and I think you definitely need to like you were saying it has to be an open space yeah um, it has to definitely be an open space where you feel comfortable approaching and, and and if you ever have a friend that you feel like they're not approachable like that's not your friend um right or it might be your friend and it's it's your issue 
you know what I'm saying, that you have, or your, your anxiety or whatever, thinking that the person, your friend might not receive you the right way. But truth be told, yes, um, it's been effortless and always been open and always been um, honest mm-hmm. uh, and transparent because, you know, you know all my wrongdoings, child. Yes, child, same. <laughs> all my all of my embarrassing all moments. Embarrassing. Things that I don't want to tell nobody but God. Listen, Tatiana. Just doing the most ridiculous shit. I call shit. you whispering in the bathroom on the floor. Like, <laughs> Vegas. Exactly. You're like, oh my God. I am. <laughs> I am the worst. Listen, and you hear me. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I was, Meanwhile, like, I was in a wall slide. Girl, you definitely was. That was another one of that was another yeah. one of those walk you off the ledge type moments. Oh, I was if there was a window I, I could access, I would have right <laughs> That was I'm so not even funny. Lie to you. So what gets on your nerves about uh, me? Don't because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> how committed you be to, to the to saying the word wrong how strong and wrong you be gets on my nerves because you just say it with such assurance but you're so serious it really grinds your gears because that <laughs> night when we it was me you and um where was we at distillers with um Fran and Jade yes lord right yeah and somebody else was there I can't remember no it was just us it was after the the brunch this past yes mm-hmm. And what did I say? <laughs> it was like I was no, I called the people um transplants. Oh, oh no, you said uh <laughs> I said the people no, who moved to DC was transplants. No, or implants. Implants. <laughs> you was like, you know, DC is such a city of implants. You know, people be living here and they wasn't from here. And I was like, transplants? You mean transplants? That's not the word that you I, but that kind of stuff happens often, and I be having. Because, <laughs> yeah, you could tell them about the show, the the mushrooms. The one. mushrooms, yes. We yeah. was oh, this was when I had my first little apartment down in Harlem. <laughs> yes, I missed that place. Yes, me too. And we, uh, Latoya used to come up, but we used to have Pinot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I say, listen, a single see, woman should always have always a have a bottle of Pinot, right? So always we, have a bottle of Pinot. We would come for the house. We would have Pinot. You was coming from was it Carmine's? It was one of those yes. restaurants. You was coming from Carmine's. Mm-hmm. I think you had a date or something. You was talking about Probably. how good your food was. <laughs> I was like, oh girl, what you eat? And she was like, oh girl, what's so good was this pasta head. It had the, you know, the, um, it had some chicken in it. It had the, the penne in the sauce. The, you know, it had them shit steak mushrooms. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was like, them old shit steak mushrooms, girl, was delicious. I said, bitch, shiitake? Get off. I said, get out of my house. Get out my house right now. What the no. hell is a shit steak mushroom? I was, <laughs> I was offended. I, I know like, you were, and I, you, like, I mean, I will never my be my down and get out of my home. I, I really thought that it was shiitake. I really thought it was I shiitake. Said. I said it with all my might, too. I really yeah. did. I mean, with the conviction of a, a mediocre white man. You said <laughs> with them shit shit steak mushrooms. Shit steak mushrooms. I said, Lord God. It's, it's just, it's only a few words. I've gotten so much better. You know, yeah. the, 
I've gotten yeah. the quinoa is quinoa. quinoa. Yes. It's quinoa. I got that. Uh, you I'm know, sorry. I did I did think that Tucson was Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I did. And it's like I, I got a whole graduate degree. Like I'm I mean, an educated uh, black woman. Of art. Do you hear me? Masters in communication, sis. Exactly. <laughs> and look how you treat words. My God. Oh, it's unbelievable. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. So <laughs> but same. I mean, I think though, but that that is one thing. But I think you too have a way of of um selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have a way of talking yourself out of things before you even do it. Yes. Okay. It's probably, oh, you know, girl, ain't nobody gonna be thinking about me. Like, girl, what? Like, yeah. why would you say that? Um, so, yeah, that, that is one of the things that uh, irritates me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's something that we hold each other accountable on. So yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't feel no way whenever, you know, I always hope that you don't feel no way because, you know, my, I know my words can be rough. No, I mean, I think that that's the nature of our relationship. We can, we get each other together in those ways. And yeah. it's never like, oh, well, I, should I call the story tomorrow? <laughs> like, sure, same, same. So um, with friendships, so sometimes there's things that we haven't, haven't said to each other. Is there anything that you'd like to say to me coming to a close? You can ask me the same at the end, too, as well. Um. um Oh, sorry. Did I? No, that's it. You can go ahead. I mean, I just hope that uh, you know, and I feel like you do, but I feel like it it, it just, you know, that there is um, there's nothing that I would intentionally do to um, hurt or harm you. And it's always been my commitment to support you. Mm Um, in every way that I possibly can. It actually, and I tell you this all the time, even one of the things, I'll be real transparent, one of the things that's been challenging to me, even in this job search that you're in now, is that I feel helpless Mm -hmm. to the situation. And I wish that there was something that I could do. And And I feel sometimes at a loss because I know it's hard, you know, I don't want to to be the one I know it's, it's people probably tell you all the time it's gonna be all right you know it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right yeah, I and I truly believe that mm-hmm. um but there are times where I don't say anything for fear of like you know not knowing what to say but that's never because I'm not thinking of you or praying for you yeah you know more than I pray for or just as much as I pray for more than I pray for myself it's um I'm praying for you and I know that you do the same for me so mm-hmm. just I just want you to know that if there's ever a time and okay I will say this though you've never made me feel like I can't tell you you know that something good is happening to me mm-hmm. um, of course not I don't want you I don't want I do know what it's like to be struggling with someone and everyone keep coming to you like celebrate me celebrate me celebrate me um well, it's never a, I don't want it to happen for you. It's always, I am genuinely happy. I know that. Thing that's happening. That's what I'm saying. You've also never made like me feel a, like that. Yeah. And it's just, but I you just know, still be feeling like, oh girl, well, how am I going to call Toya and tell her? Like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, you know, it took me a long time to tell you I got the promotion. Really? Yes. Yes. Well, I don't think it should, I don't think you should hold 
hold back those things because those things do make me genuinely happy because yeah and I, I i never felt like it would be like a jealousy thing but i just mm-hmm. i know what it's like you know what i'm saying we talk yeah. about it all the time yeah. we see people yeah. i know what it's like i know what it's like and we are i i, I we i am content in my singleness i am mm-hmm. i i recognize that you know my singleness is a choice i could be partnered if i want to but you know just I'm I'm willing to wait for what I'm supposed to have versus right. what I have access to right now. Right. But that sometimes it gets hard when you get another invitation to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. another wedding that you're going to by yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So why, and, 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 and I've been in that place where it's like, I'm truly happy for my friend that is getting yes. married. I don't want their situation. I don't, you know, I'm not jealous. This is not me. But it is kind of like, well, like, Lord, when is it going to be my turn? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, I don't want... And then I, I start I, to feel guilty sometimes even thinking that and then yeah, have to ask right. forgiveness on that. Like, well, I don't want to trigger any <laughs> of that for you. Mm-hmm. So there are times, like, you know, even uh, that one instance, the, I got the, I found out about the promotion maybe about four months before I got it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell you until like just before it was about to happen. I didn't tell anybody because it was just like, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, you don't want to count your chickens yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jinx it or whatever. Right. But at the same time, I didn't want it to be like, you know, I know that you're going on interview after interview after interview. And mm-hmm. I, it could appear, even though that's not the case, it could appear that everything in my life is just going, it's just coming up <laughs> Jesus. Well, honestly, I feel like major. I think I'm the only friend out of all the friends that I have left that um, is going through this right now, as far as that is going pretty through much this, every, every this, this, but not, going, but through not going through nothing. No, right. absolutely so not. Like, even our friends who who have success professionally, their personal life would be in shambles. Yes. So that's why we have to keep this kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. So like, it seems like, oh, well, you know, old girls going on vacations to Italy and everywhere else. (laughs) Seems like all things are well. Right. But when you talk to her, she's unhappy in her relationship. She's unhappy in her home. She working a job she don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not one of our friends. That's a few. Right. So, I mean, I understand what, I'm, I hear what you're saying. I'm not dismissing what you're saying. And mm-hmm. that, you know, it can be challenging to be in this position in our group of friends. But just because nobody is dealing with, you know, unemployment in this way, doesn't mean that everybody's living their life like it's golden. Right. Right. And it's true. And I know that it's just, like you said, it's just very hard when you're in, when you're in the bubble and you're in the crowd. Right. right. Not once. Um, has a jealous bone. Oh, yeah. I don't want that to happen for her. And I never um, felt that way. But I'm yeah. just saying, in terms of that's something I never told no, you. No, and I know. And mm-hmm. I and that, and it's so funny that that's something that you never told me. And mine was going to be, I felt like sometimes you might have felt like <clears throat> you didn't want to tell me certain things because of how fragile I am. Mm-hmm. at this point so I would be like oh god I hope she doesn't feel like she can't come to me um and talk to me about stuff because you know girl you would call me any old time mm-hmm. and I sometimes feel like I hope that you still know that even yeah. though everything that's going on because girl listen people were calling me now I just told I, uh Aletha called me looking uh, looking for a, a senior graphic designer I immediately called who I know and mm-hmm. I said to myself look how I just be helping people get jobs 
Lord. But I told you, I told you, and I told you, I said, the Lord's going to honor that because the way you do it so selflessly, you don't even think about, oh, well, what is it? What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's, it's no shame in feeling like, because I mean, that's honest. That's human. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, well, Lord, I mean, I done been to everybody's (laughs) bridal shower for the beautiful gift now. I've been there all the time. I I play all the games. I do what I'm supposed to do. And these niggas are still playing in my face. Okay. I think that's more than fair. I think God, I think God can handle that. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's my belief just because I know, you know, the way that we know God, he not finna do that. I feel like God is going to honor the fact that you are so quick and, and you don't even think twice about Mm -hmm. sharing. Mm Mm-hmm. No, not at all. You don't think twice about it. With my friends, what I am learning (laughs) is that the people ain't going to keep accosting me on Facebook Messenger and Instagram, though, about how to start a podcast. That's (laughs) a boundary. That's a boundary that you have to set. You have to set boundaries. But when it does come to my close friends, I have no problem. Absolutely. And I feel like Um, God's going to honor that. And it's just a matter of time before you get get back all that you've sown to help other people. Yeah, and I, I, I do believe it. It's just like you said, and I'm saying all the time, I say it like a broken record. It's just rough when you're in it. Yes. But I do want you to know that you should never not feel like you're having bad days or panic attacks, whatever, however you're feeling, um, that you can't call me because I'm going through what I'm going through. 99.9% of the time, I'm always able to just set that aside and be able to deal with whatever the situation is at hand. Um, so that is it for me and the anxiety zone, girl. We, we like legit. We did. We, we legit talked for about a smooth hour, did we? I'm with it. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. It was about time. I know. And it will be many, many more. There definitely will. And I can't wait to like join Getting Grown again. I had so much fun with you and Jay. You know, soon I love come, me some soon Jade. Come. Soon come. I love me some Jade. Um, yes, indeed. But shout out to all the listeners. Thank y'all for supporting my bestie. Yes. And you got Team Typing Fast um, LA coming up. Yes, indeed. We're going to so, be in LA on April 6th. If you're, gonna, if you're, if you're in the area, you want to come kick it with me and Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, we would love to have you. Um, the flyer and, and all that stuff. The tickets, you can, the ex, the link is in my bio on Instagram. At and Tiki I'm going to put it in my description box too. Yes, but it's also bit.ly tftcla19 that's how you get to the link to purchase your ticket we are in early bird pre-sale right now and we will be in for the next few days um after that we'll have to uh bump the ticket up y'all know things are not cheap in los angeles amen <laughs> amen 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 nothing is cheap not listen we're not out here that's really cheap though is the ubers what i will right. say Mm-hmm, we're not out here trying to um pay back student loans we want to mm-hmm. help you all ain't nobody getting rich off of these things we're just creating space you know what i'm yeah. saying we're yeah. literally just covering costs no one is out no one no one is is myself included i'm not at all securing a bag with these with these events yeah. but right now you we're are building. securing a bag in other ways yes um, we're building and i'm excited mm-hmm. to do it so mm-hmm. shout out to everyone who's been so supportive so That's what fine. can we expect at this one with Sarah Jakes? So this one, we're going to talk about the importance and the necessity of maintaining uh, mental, spiritual uh, wellness mm-hmm. as you pursue your purpose. Because, you yeah. know, Teen Type and Fast is all about pursuing purpose with passion. 
right. um, and, and working hard and working diligently to complete your process and projects and do the work that God's given your hands to do. Sarah's going to come and share with us what it's been like for her and how she, the steps that she's made to prioritize continuing to develop herself as a woman, mm-hmm. herself as, you know, a believer, herself um, as a mom and, you know, all, managing all the different stress and anxiety of balancing life and career. So, yeah. um, you know, we want to talk about what it, what it's the, the burdens that we have to carry as Black women within our respective walks of life and professions and ways that we can support each other to do that work, um, you know, and in, 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 in that celebrate and acknowledge how important it is for us to have, you know, mental health and wellness and spiritual growth as well. Yeah. Okay, so well, I cannot dope. wait. It's going to be dope. Um, I mean, sis, you going on tour. You we're doing- trying. We out here. We're building. We're excited. We're believing God's not going to play us. He's I just not. feel like, I just give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Do, do I have all the answers? Do I know how I'm getting there? No. But... <laughs> We just Listen. gonna give it to the master. And you are going to be there with bells on. It's gonna be wonderful. And again, I'm thanking you so much for being on my show, my little old analog girl show. Of course. Um, you, you were so definitely much. one of the ones behind pushing me to do this podcast. I sure was. Um, and I thank you for that. And Zara, that's it. We out. Love y'all. All right, guys. I hope you've enjoyed that wonderful conversation that I had with my bestie. And in good fashion, you know, I always leave you guys with affirmations to take through through the rest of the week. And of course, we'll be doing some affirmations about friendship, having healthy friendships. So the first one is I have healthy boundaries. I have healthy boundaries. I am ready to open my heart to true friendship and meaningful connection. I am ready to open my heart to true friendship and meaningful connection. I am thankful for my friends. I am thankful for my friends. I harmoniously resolve conflicts with my friends for the highest good within each of us. I harmoniously resolve conflicts with my friend for the highest good within each of us. My friends are a source of happiness in my life. My friends are a source of happiness in my life. I like who I am. I like who I am. I am surrounded by the love of friends. I am surrounded by the love of friends. I choose to see the good in all of my friends. I choose to see the good in all of my friends. So guys, with all that being said, choose to see the good in all of your friends. Choose to be very supportive of your friends and always, always, always choose love. Guys, it's all about love. I will talk to y'all soon. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I ain't gonna let y'all hold me. Bye.